0: Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your Chief Security Fanatic here. And today, we gotta talk about net neutrality, because it's back, baby. Although, may not stay... Now, here's why we need it, and I think this is actually important. Now, the backdrop before we do this is net neutrality coming back, and here's what's happening, according to Cal Jeffrey of TechSpot, because this past Thursday, the FCC voted 3-2 to to reinstate net neutrality rules. Now, the proposal essentially will classify internet service providers as public utilities, therefore governed under Title 2 as opposed to Title 1, which they currently are. Now, the FCC claims that these rules would prevent broadband providers from blocking or throttling traffic unless... Com- Companies paid more, among other violations, which we will talk about. Now, that vote is the second time the Commission has voted to assign itself as governor and regulator of private internet service providers. The first time was in 2015 under the Obama administration. Those rules were then repealed uh, under the Trump administration in 2017, solely along party lines. Now, to be fair, despite protests and cries that this was going to be the end of the free internet, nothing much has changed. And we'll talk about that too. And the fervor kind of died out after it was repealed in 2017 under the Trump administration. Now, Eventually, several states, including California, because of course, and Montana created their own net neutrality laws and mandates. But that's the last we want to get into is a hodgepodge of what ISPs or internet service providers can do from state to state. It's good to have a national law. On something along these lines, because oftentimes we are crossing state lines uh, when we are going to websites. So if I'm going to, I don't know, NBCNews.com, I may not be going to a local site in Chicago. I might be going to one in Madison, Wisconsin, or or Indianapolis, or New York, or LA, or somewhere else. So obviously that's a huge thing. Now, while proponents still claim that the government needs to regulate ISPs to prevent them from trying any funny business, FCC Chair Jessica Rosen Warsaw actually said it's a matter of national security. And to quote her from that day, today there is no expert agency ensuring that the internet is fast, open, and fair. Today we will begin a process to make this right. We propose to reinstate enforceable bright line rules to prevent blocking, throttling, and paid prioritization. When we stripped the state affiliated companies from China of their authority to operate in the United States, that action did not extend to broadband services. Thanks to the re- thanks to the retreat from Title II, this is a national security loophole that needs to be addressed. <clears throat> now, opponents though are calling this a power grab. So one of the FCC commissioners, Brendan Carr, somebody that has actually gone after uh, TikTok publicly, and I've applauded him for that. Um, I believe he's on he's a one of the Republicans on, uh, on the chair, but uh, he's uh, Commissioner Brendan Carr points to a 2000, the 2017 repeal and the fact that the internet, quote unquote, didn't break as an example of why these rules are essentially unnecessary. Now, as much as I appreciate Mr. Carr's uh, points on TikTok and why it is an absolute national security disaster, we're going to talk about why it didn't necessarily break in the five to six years that it's been repealed, But it slowly is. Now, here's what's going on. And so understand, I think, at its core, that net neutrality in a situation specifically like this is not binary, like a peaceful transition of power from, let's say, a democratic society into an autocracy. It starts with small things. And then builds up until it's simply the norm, meaning I didn't see it coming. It just crept up on me, uh, you know, in the same way if a pot uh, frog is in a pot of boiling water, the water doesn't boil instantly and the frog jumps out. The temperature raises, the frog ignores it until it's too late. So why was net neutrality even then created at some point? because abuses of the internet were seen prior to it, and they were subtle abuses that if you weren't paying attention to this, especially in a 24-hour news cycle where we literally have two wars on that are probably leading to World War III, we've got contentious speaker race house at the moment in, in, in the government, not to mention all the other things that you see on the news, this is the kind of stuff that flies under the radar. But there have been examples in the past of exactly why we need net neutrality. And without those laws, there's no reason why we wouldn't be going back to those things. So the first one is discrimination by protocol. A complaint filed with the Federal Communications Commission against cable provider Comcast alleged that they had illegally been inhibiting users of using their high-speed internet service for the popular sharing uh, file platform or peer-to-peer known as BitTorrent. Now, Comcast admitted no wrongdoing in its proposed settlement, up to $16 per share, in December of 2009, and then it went to court, et cetera, et cetera. But the point was essentially is that you have, as as the internet service provider, the ability to throttle things that, let's say, are more bandwidth intensive to save yourself money, but slowing everybody else down. If I'm paying a flat rate, I should be getting that speed no matter what I do. They shouldn't be able to do that. Now, on top of that, proponents of net neutrality, uh, myself included, that argue without these regulations, internet service providers would be able to profit from and favor their own private protocols over others. Now, that argument for net neutrality is that internet service providers would be able to pick and choose who they offer greater bandwidth to. So if one website or company is able to afford more, they're going to go with that and they're going to pay for that privilege. This essentially stifles competition because it harms up-and-coming businesses and startups that may not have the deep pockets. Now, ISPs are able to encourage the use of specific services by using private networks to discriminate on what data is counted against bandwidth caps. So, for example, Comcast once again struck a deal with Microsoft that allowed users uh, basically uh, of, of Xbox 360s to extreme the Xfinity app without hitting the limit on Xfinity. There's a cap to say this is the amount of bandwidth you can use per month, but if you happen to have an Xbox and you happen to have the Xfinity app and you're a Comcast user, it's not going to count against your your bandwidth hit. So what that meant was other streaming apps that you might want to watch like Netflix, HBO Go, Hulu, etc. counted towards that limit. You see the problem there? Now, Comcast denied that this infringed on net neutrality since it, quote, runs its Xfinity for Xbox service on its own private internet protocol and network. In other words, Comcast is not jumping to other internet service providers to get somewhere to actually actually stream service because those things are metered between bandwidth. So think about this way. If I'm on Comcast and let's say I want to go stream Netflix and Netflix is on a different internet service provider, let's say AT&T or Level 3 or something along those lines, Comcast is actually making the connection and the jump for me hopping from Comcast to let's say level three or any other intermediate internet service providers. And I start streaming Netflix to binge watch all day. Well, that's being metered by that Service provider that is then basically going to be sending Comcast a bill in the same way Comcast is going to send that provider a bill as their users jump onto the Comcast network to access something. <clears throat> and here we are. And so if they can keep it within, like, let's say the Comcast infrastructure, then they are all the more willing to say, "Well, you can stream these things for free. Doesn't count against the cap when you hop to Netflix on another internet service provider." And so maybe I am more inclined to continue watching the Xfinity app when I really want to watch Netflix because it's going to save me money or. It's going to save me bandwidth. Now in 2009, on top of that, AT&T was bundling iPhone 3G with its 3G network service. That's how far back this goes. And the company was placing restrictions on which apps could run on its network. Specifically, the apps that essentially were were being hosted by third party providers uh, in in AT&T's infrastructure got priority. These are issues as well. On top of it, Uh, Net neutrality or without net neutrality, uh, essentially favoring fast loading websites is a problem as well. Now, a research study conducted by Forrester, online shoppers expected web pages they visited to load, uh, specifically download their content, uh, essentially instantly. When a page failed to load at an expected speed, many simple... Many people just simply clicked out. The study found that even a one second delay could lead to an 11%, uh, pa- 11% fewer page views, a 16% decrease in customer satisfaction, and a 7% loss in conversions. Now, that delay can cause severe problems to basically small innovators who create a new technology, but again, cannot afford the bandwidth to basically essentially maintain these things against a larger competitor, like an Amazon. And so these are the problems that we have with net neutrality, and without those kinds of rules, there's no reason why Comcast wouldn't be able to fall back on their, well, it's a private network, same with AT&T, same with any service provider. There has to be standards and services, and what you buy is what you pay for. If I'm paying for a dedicated one gigabit internet connection, I want one gigabit no matter where it is, because that's where I'm paying for. I'm paying for that privilege. If somebody can only afford 100 megabit, then they should get 100 megabit everywhere, not just in the private network of their internet service provider, but wherever they go, regardless of that. You know, so these are the kinds of things that that we see. And so to Brendan Carr Commissioner, you know, if you're ever watching or listening to this, those are the issues that we've got. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's not like anybody thought in 2017 when net neutrality was repealed, it was going to be the Wild West and suddenly everybody's going to be slowed down unless you paid for some kind of premium hot package or something like that from the ISPs. They slowly bring these things back, understanding that one little hardship, people like, ugh, but they put up with it until they get used to it. And then there comes another little hardship. Ugh, okay, I'll put up with that too. And on and on and on until it becomes a normal. It's death by a thousand cuts. It's not a nuclear weapon weapon. So this is what we're talking about here. And so I'm glad to see it back, uh, you know, and I think that this is one of those things that, you know, if unless we can all agree on uh, a center set of net neutrality, and I'm not saying the rules are perfect, but they are needed in some way, shape or form, we're going to continue to see this rebound back and forth between political parties. So in other words, in 2024, let's say Republican gets in the White House again, right now the frontrunner is Donald Trump, uh, you know, but you never know, right? You never know what's going to happen we've got a year out from the election and so (coughs) <coughs> so whoever gets in, let's say as a Republican, one of their tasks might be to remove net neutrality and then maybe in 2028 a Democrat gets in and brings it back. I think these are things that need to be codified ideally in laws of Congress, but Congress can't get it together either. They can't even elect a speaker. So we're gonna see where this goes. Um, you know, and and again, I'm not getting political here, but I think these things are important just to make sure that we are getting the internet that we expect. So take that for what it's worth, and that is your news of the day. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick A E S P and please feel free to subscribe to me at youtube as well and as always stay safe stay online and please time to stay private thanks everybody